Hey, Saint, to my beloved ain't. What's up with y'all? How y'all feel? Hope you're feeling good. I hope you still are wearing your face masks in public. I hope you're staying six feet away from people. Y'all washing y'all hands. Often. I hope you have the Lysol or whatever uh, 70% or above alcoholic substance. Uh, not like Patron and stuff, but you know. I hope y'all not coughing at Walgreens and stuff like that. Things like rude. that. Because you can go in the little pharmacy line to get like basic things instead of just going in there and stuff like that. I hope y'all cutting y'all grass. They actually about to open up Georgia a little bit. Yeah. And people are, are mad about it. The Perry House ain't finna open up. I'm gonna get my hair done, you can, and then I'm gonna come back home. Babe, you can you can wait. You're <laughs> not going nowhere. But I I I get it. I get the safety measures and all of that. But I I literally look like Jumanji. Like I I, I haven't. <laughs> you do not look like Jumanji. No, I do. It's all right. You can you can you, no. You can be honest. No, I'm no. It looks a little forcedy. <laughs> but um, but you don't look like Jumanji. No, I do. I do. I just I I I'm a I'm a tell my lactician. It just got to be me and you, uh, in there. You 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 twist it. Uh, we don't even got to talk. We don't got to have no conversation. Lactician sounds real uh hood. I mean, he's he's a lactician. He's yeah. a because beautician or hairdresser doesn't really. That just sounds like somebody name. Come here, lactician. Oh my goodness, lactician. Lactitia. No, but I'm, I'm gonna get my hair done, and I'm and I'm gonna come home and wash my hands. And that's it. I ain't going to go nowhere else. Now, if my brow girl, <sighs> if she opens back up, then I'm going to go see her too. But no. it's always just me and her. But you don't know what they even... Look, okay, you know what? Let's just talk about this topic because okay. I just feel like an argument is going to come on. <laughs> we you know? Well, we should embrace it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put a boom. Put a boom. <laughs> Whatever. What are we talking about today? When, when you think about the term embracing conflict like what i guess how do you understand it how do i understand it yeah what does it mean to you um i think it means to confront or to challenge things that you might not feel is right so that you can have peace or you can have peace with someone else i think i think that's what conflict is it's 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 coming against someone who you disagree with um for whatever reason so that um, something that's bad that's happening can stop and two people can reconcile or whatever. I think that's what embracing conflict means. I think the embracing part is the part that actually makes the those two words interesting because when you think of conflict, you don't think of uh, of embracing it, you know, because conflict is automatically negative. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's an argument. It's a disagreement. It's a, a a verbal altercation. It's somebody was being messy and you heard about it. So to embrace it sounds like an oxymoron. It says like, no, this, I actually think this is something I'm not supposed to embrace. I'm supposed to run away from it, resist it. To accept it. Yeah, but I think to embrace conflict is to say no conflict can be redemptive there is that there's some some good and some fruit that can come out of the way we deal with the conflicts that will arise in our lives because right. it's inevitable uh, conflicts are going to happen since genesis 3 one of the immediate consequences of the fall was that there was conflict Mm-hmm. This woman you gave me. <laughs> like there was immediate problems between the two people that God had a made. So I think I think you're lo- living in a, a world of delusions if you think that any relationship that you will ever have will be conflict free. And if it is conflict free, then perhaps somebody is naive yeah. or passive. I'm not sure.
Yeah, why do you feel like people are so afraid of conflict? I'm afraid of conflict. I don't. Okay, why are you afraid of <laughs> I conflict? I don't like it. Because I think we're too, well, we know we're two different people. Right. So, you know, I think that in a lot of ways, I've, um, I've, I embrace conflict all the time. All the time. Yeah, it's funny. You know, you. and God had to, it's you know, help jelly me. Jelly beans and rainbows. It's not jelly beans and rainbows. It's just something that I've never really been afraid of, but I have done it in wrong ways. But for you, someone who um, is afraid of conflict or doesn't like it, why? Uh, I don't know. I think some of it is personality. I think, I don't think my personality just likes it. I, I just was, even when I was a kid, you know, I, you know, I, not many people know I was bullied. I was talked about, I was mistreated, like, and I never really stood up to bullies, maybe because I didn't know how, I didn't have the confidence to, it just was, it felt easier to retreat and let the abuse happen Mm -hmm. than to actually confront it, you know what I'm saying? So I think, I think that's part of just how I am, but also it gives me anxiety (laughs) when I think about having to talk to somebody or have a hard conversation or somebody butts in front of me in a line and be like, Hey, Hey, that's my, like, that's my spot. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it just, even now, like my heart is racing. It just, (laughs) it, it, it does something to me, which I think would be, uh, news to some people just because my ministry publicly is very confrontational, you know, to talk about sexuality to like, I, I don't shy away from hard discussions when it comes to the Bible. I have no issue with embracing conflict in terms of what God has said in his word, but normal stuff between people. I don't like it. Yeah. That's deep. What you said, because I think you said two key things and I think it, it might be, it might be some legitimacy to that. Cause I think, you know, how we were brought up and also a mixture of our personality uh, kind of informs the way we would deal with con- conflict later on in our life. Absolutely. Right? So I think you saying that you were bullied, um, but also you, just naturally your personality uh, kind of like made you stray away from conflict. But at the same time, me growing up, I was bullied, bullied as well. Right. And I, um, but my personality when I was bullied, um, I've told you the story so many times. The first time I was bullied in front of girls and I was punched in the face in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, the girls started laughing at me. And I sat there and I cried and I cried and I cried. And I told myself after that day, I will never let somebody take advantage of me. But I also think that's probably something that you observed. Right? Because yeah. I, I, there's there's nobody in your family that I've ever met that's soft. <laughs> no, since everybody in your family embraces conflict. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had that inner inner confidence that you could fight back because that's all you knew and that's all you saw. Well, I, 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 I didn't see that. I didn't grow up seeing people fight battles. I saw people... I, the way I, the things I observed in my home was when th- bad things happen, or if anybody does anything to you, you keep it bottled up, you turn bitter, you distance yourself from that individual, and you keep it moving. You never have a conversation about it. You never deal with it. You never fight back. That's true. That's true. And I can see that. I, I, I think, I think you have a great point because I think one, I, I, I always saw people embrace conflict in such violent 
yeah, in such that's true. Um, destructive ways. Yeah. But never run from it. Yeah. You embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a good embracing. No, it wasn't. It was it was like <laughs> you're gonna get these hands. Oh, you're gonna get these hands. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get you're gonna get my you're gonna get this like mouth and like me yeah. talking crazy to you. Um, and if you keep talking crazy, you're gonna get these, <laughs> these yeah. hands. But that's yeah, that's a good I I to be honest with you, I haven't even thought about that. But I think it, it can be a mixture of all of those things. What I saw, my personality, and also, you know, what happened in fifth grade was traumatizing to me. You know, I think um, some people could have been like, you know what, I'm going to just avoid people who mm-hmm. who come at me like that. But me, I said, you know, nobody will ever take advantage of me. Yeah, and I, and I wonder if people uh, go back that far. Like if people ask themselves, what did I observe growing up? that might be, uh, I guess, might have influence on how I deal with conflict and confrontation now. Because uh, I'm pretty sure nine times out of ten, you're modeling somebody. You're, right. either, you're either modeling the parent who was passive and did not uh, push back against much. They mm-hmm. just held it in and, and fixed it within themselves. Or you're dealing with the the parent or the mentor or whoever that the way they handle conflict might have been in a healthy way where they had conversations and they prayed about it and they pursued the person and they were loving. Or the way they handle conflicts was like, conflict was, we finna fight. <laughs> like, you, you're not finna keep talking crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so right. I, I think we will inevitably in some sense become what we've seen yeah. and what we were raised by how how did so you were bullied you said uh y'all going to get this work y'all not going to keep <laughs> doing me like this as an adult then how how did that like how did yeah how did your method of embracing conflict develop and i'm not even saying necessarily good or bad but how did that look as when you grew up yeah it, it always looked like um I'm gonna. I'm going to always speak my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna always let somebody know. Like, Why though? Um, to speak your like, what were you? So I grew up in. A, I, I grew up in, in a very you know uh, rough environment. So um, the, the number one thing that 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 you have in your mind when you grow up, kind of how I grew up, is everybody is trying to take advantage of you to gain a to gain leverage mm-hmm. to to get what they want or to uh, assert some type of dominance over you. So growing up, even when I came in um, to, into places, not only did I embrace conflict, but I created conflict mm-hmm. so that I won't have to deal with some a particular type of conflict. So mm-hmm. for example, I come into a, a room in a situation and I'll let people know, not to mess with me. Right. I'm not a punk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that... Yeah, yes. To let people know that I'm not the one to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with that kind of mentality, and also too, I, I I dealt with conflict a lot because everything somebody did, I thought it was, uh, yeah, one of those situations mm-hmm. where I, I had to defend myself. So I was always on edge. I was always, you know, um, defending myself even when I didn't really have to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Because, if that makes sense. Which sounds like the way you handle conflict came out of a sense of identity where it's if i if i don't defend myself if i don't fight back if i don't handle this confrontation in a particular way you're going to think a certain thing about me yeah or which, take advantage of me 
But I'm saying, well, yeah, but the, the taking advantage of would have been a byproduct of them assuming that they can. Right. A.K.A. calling you weak yeah. or seeing you as weak, which to me means or speaks to the, the thought that how we deal with conflict, too, is linked to how we see ourselves or understand ourselves and the people around us. Because yeah. I, I guess for me, I I don't care as much if you think I'm weak because I already know I am. And so instead of me trying to deal with the situation and me look more weak, let me just retreat and just go into a closet and delete myself from your life. So define <laughs> when you say you know you you are, define weak because like you said before, a lot of people look at you and say Jackie Hill Perry is the far from weak. It's like we and, and yeah, and that's true in some senses. So 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 when when you say weakness, when it refers to you, what do you mean? Well, if we talk about middle school, you know, elementary, it's I cannot be as big and bad as y'all are. I, 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 my personality isn't even made that way, and so when the kids are picking on me, I don't even have I don't have the tools to 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 talk to you in a way that would make you feel bad. I don't have the tools to make you cry. I don't have the the skills to fight you back. And so instead of me trying to be something I'm not, I'm just going to be what I am, which is this quiet, shy girl who's just going to get talked about. Now, what developed out of that <laughs> was me being somebody who was sarcastic, somebody who was deeply observant. And so I've already read 90% of you and all the problems on your face so that when we do have an issue, now I can come for you in a way that hurts your entire life. But, the, <laughs> but those kinds of defenses came out of me being abused in a particular way. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? I think now... Uh, I don't I don't think I have as big a problem embracing conflict now just because I'm a Christian. I've grown and I'm just much more mature. Uh, it isn't necessarily about being weak or being vulnerable. It's just about yeah. being real. Yeah. So, so somebody like you who grew up just like you, who had the same struggles, who who didn't know how to embrace conflict, who was picked on. And now that you're a Christian and you've developed um, yeah, embracing conflict better. How did you get to that point? Because if I was listening, I would love to, to, yeah. to know that. Well, I, I think a lot of it is you. I think uh, being married to somebody who always leans into the hard conversations, it kind of makes you see the, the the fruit of it and the benefit of it. And I think it's a, I think it's a, a what's the word? I think to be loving in the way that God has called me to as a Christian, I think I'm obligated to embrace conflict now. Mm -hmm. uh, before, before Christ, you know, I would, if anybody did it, I, I've said this before, but if you did me dirty, there is no conversation. We're just not friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. There, I'll just disappear. You don't even know that I'm mad. You just know that I'm not there anymore. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But now I recognize that's not honoring to God. It might feel comfortable and it might make me feel safe, but does it make Jesus look good? No. Yeah, and so I think good. now I see, now I have to embrace conflict because unity and this person um, or unity and the dignity of this person matters. Yeah. That's good. That's good. When did you realize that the way you were embracing conflict was problematic? Was it when you was filled with the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Or did you have to get corrected and rebuked a lot when you were a Christian? I, I, I was corrected and rebuked a lot when I wasn't a Christian, but it wasn't until I became a Christian where um, me 
um, getting corrected and rebuked it mattered. Like it it it, it affected me now because right. it's like now I have the Holy Spirit that's that that that's convicting me because um, I knew what I, I knew a lot of the conflict that I that I that I engaged in before I became a Christian was wrong and how I dealt with it and how I spoke to people was wrong. But I didn't care mm-hmm. <laughs> until God, you know, got a hold of my little heart. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, afterwards, when I became a Christian, I think I think talking to people in a disrespectful way, um, having a sharp tongue, being being brutally honest and not considering my neighbor better than myself, it, it started to affect me. Mm-hmm. So it started to it started to force me to change the way I approach people. Mm-hmm. And then just it, I think it's hard to be a Christian and not to look on the life of Jesus and how he dealt with conflict, you mm-hmm. know, um, not being afraid to embrace hard conversations, but doing it in very gentle um, and respectful ways that would, you know, um, that would help people. And then also, just lastly, I think developing a true love for people. Yeah, that that's that really is the thing. The key. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. <laughs> if the, you don't love anybody, you, you're not really going to care. Either I, way. Absolutely, because I think I think what I think what what good conflict is and, and and embracing it looks like I'm going to embrace this conflict, not just to get something off of my chest mm. or not to just be heard, but so this relationship can be mended. Mm-hmm. And so this person or so this person can be better. Yeah. Cause a lot of times that's, that's the reason why we embrace conflict is um, because it's something between you and a loved one or it's you and a coworker or whatever, or you see something in someone's life that's problematic and you have to correct them. Mm-hmm. So I think the 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 goal of embracing conflict it has to be love yeah. for people and not just to merely and the motivation the, yeah, the motivate because I I think the two extremes of how people I think we both are on either side of the extreme. I'm the passive not going to say anything, kind of just going to let it go with and, and deal with it within myself. You, on the other hand, aggressive, assertive, challenging, maybe fighting, hurting feelings, right? Both of those are loveless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just That's, They just look different. That's true. I think yours might look more loveless than mine just because it's so out loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. But just because mine is mine is quiet and silent doesn't mean it's not loveless either. Mm-hmm. I, I think being apathetic uh, or, yeah, I think un- being unwilling to pursue a person or lean into a, a conversation that might make you uncomfortable is selfish. <laughs> it really is because it's, it's, it's your own way of keeping yourself safe rather than being like Jesus who... He didn't revile in return when he was mistreated, but he didn't, he wasn't quiet out of uh, trying to keep himself safe or out of pride or out of the perception of not being presumed as weak. He did it because he was entrusting himself to God to actually deal with the situation at hand. That's good. And so I think the way you deal with it really has to do with who you're trusting um, and hmm. stuff. Yeah, that's good. You said something um, a, a couple of minutes ago, you said how, you know, your relationship with me has helped you be more confrontational and <laughs> and yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but in so many ways, I think my relationship with you has helped me be to calm down. To calm down. <laughs> to to be more and, and to be more wise. Yeah, mindful. Mindful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I think that <laughs> I think that when you start to grow 
in, it, when you start to grow in being more comfortable with confronting people, the way you would do it and the, and how thoughtful you were with how you spoke started to convict me. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. But, which is, we should talk about that because that that is that is a thing. that what? Because you have some people thinking, okay, let I'm going to embrace conflict. Cool. I got it. Like, oh girl, she she said something to me the other day during a text and I was like, ooh, <laughs> that, that really like made me mad. So I'm going to handle this. Yeah. Where it's like, Okay, calm down first. Mm-hmm. The, the what you say matters just as much, <laughs> or saying something matters. Yeah, but what you say matters a lot too, and how you say it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I just, I just think that like when you, when you start to embrace conflict and the thoughtfulness in how you did it was key to me, and, and me, and me seeing that, me, you know, seeing how you. The, the 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 word choice, the tone, mm-hmm. um, how you how you worked hard to spell things out for people because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we don't do the hard work of like really considering how somebody might receive what we're you know mm-hmm. what what we have to say. Mm-hmm. We are more concerned with just getting something off of our chest. And you know what I, I think I've never thought about this before, but I think because. Uh, being confrontational is not natural to me. Every time I've had to confront somebody, I've had to pray about it, mm-hmm. to ask for wisdom to do it, strength to do it, courage to do it. And I guess because it's not natural and because I had to depend on God to do it, God actually gave me grace yeah. versus the person that it is natural for. They don't go in prayer. They just go and say, oh, I'm going to get this off my chest. Mm-hmm. Not... <laughs> Not like going in the power of the spirit to do it in a way that would be honoring to God. Perhaps that's why. Uh, I think Proverbs has like a lot of words in it that help us when it comes to language and our heart. And wisdom. Yeah, when it comes to conflict, especially uh, Proverbs 51, it says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm. That's difficult to do, though. That's a word. Because if somebody has mistreated you or did something that just offended you, you don't want to have a soft answer, right? Yeah. Why? Because it's like, <laughs> you. I want you to feel me. <laughs> It's 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 more. I want it, you to feel my pain. Yeah, it's it's more about us. Yeah, you know, um, and with with and and, and it's crazy because if we embrace conflict in loving ways, that I think I think we still will have good results. I think we'll still have peace. I think we we can still get things off of our chest mm-hmm. and, and eventually. But you just don't damage or offend somebody in yeah. the process. Yeah. We want to immediately just speak our minds yeah. and we we end up you know making things worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I think that's what that passage means. It's like. Uh, what does it say again? Uh, uh, a soft answer turns away yeah, wrath. A, yeah, a, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh tongue stirs up anger. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, nah, like you literally just went into a situation. You got it off your chest, but now it's more conflict mm-hmm. that you have to deal with. And this is why in, embracing conflict as a Christian is so fruitful. Because to do it in a way that God loves and is pleased by... You need to pray <laughs> and ask for his help. Um, and by doing so, you actually have to consider the other person. That's humility. Yeah. That's selflessness. And that looks like 
Jesus, Absolutely. right? That doesn't look like the world. Because for me to even care about having a soft answer, I have to care about how my answer will be received by you. Meaning yeah. I have to care for you and how I approach you about what you did to me, Absolutely. which is deep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because I think talking about Christians and how we embrace conflict, I think a lot of, t- it wasn't until I started doing um, Bold TV where I realized that Christians are way more afraid of conflict than I thought. Mm. Because when I started to do Bold TV, which is nothing but conflict, it's mm. just me talking to people who I disagree <laughs> all the time. That's true. And so when I started to do Bold TV and I started to talk to people in these different religions and talk to people like atheists and agnostics, the only thing that I would read in the comments at first was, Oh, this would make my nerves go bad, girl. Oh, I couldn't do it. Oh, <laughs> this 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 is making me nervous. Oh, I had to turn it off and come back to it because my heart was beating real fast. Yeah. It was like, why are we afraid <laughs> of conflict so much? And I think that, yeah, it, it, it surprised me. But also, uh, I want to let people know, like, I think in, in embracing conflict, the, the, the reason why I feel like I can embrace conflict the way I do is because... I've seen so many examples of um, great outcomes Mm. when I do it in the way God wants me to do. That's good. Um, And also, too, I think that if we see the benefit of um, the outcome of embracing conflict in healthy ways, we'll be more willing to do it. I think a lot of times when we as Christians, we we unknowingly. Um, don't realize that we bring a lot of what the world has taught us about conflict mm-hmm. into our Christian lives. Or what our homes have taught us and about what our conflict. Because you have some people that have grew up in homes where there was so much conflict and it was never handled in a, in a good way, in Absolutely. a healthy way. And so you, the lens by which you see conflict is a very negative and unhealthy lens. Absolutely. So, so, yeah. So, like, when you see me on YouTube arguing with somebody— it, don't think this is your uncle and your daddy fighting and yeah. barbecue. You know what I'm saying? It's it's completely, it's completely different. But also, I want to say this real quick. In First Peter three fifteen, it talks about um, you know always being prepared to make a defense of why you believe what you believe, but do it with gentleness and respect. And it talks about having gentleness and respect. And though this passage is talking about um, those who um, wanted to defend the faith or defend why they believe what they believe. I think what it says in verse 16 um, is key um, in First Peter three fifteen. It says, um, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. And I think what Peter is talking about here is embracing conflict. I think it's very important for us to always remember that how we respond makes Jesus look bad, but it also makes why we even went into the conflict in the first place look invalid. It 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 it, it flesh that out. What does that mean? So I think that when we embrace conflict um, and we come into a situation and we approach somebody in a wrong way, though the reason why we approached it might be valid, how we how we how we approach them and how we spoke to them makes us look like we're not valid to the people who are who are witnessing. Got it's it. like this person can say um, because of how you spoke to them and how you and how you responded to their neglect or their mistreatment of you, like like they can flip that on you now and say 
this is the type of person this is. And mm-hmm. now the, the the reason why you went to them in the first place to 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 yeah to justify some of the wrong that happened to you, it's it, it doesn't even matter now. So basically, you kind of erase that because of the way you spoke to them. How, how so? How you handle conflict says a lot about your character. Absolutely. To people that are watching or observing or hear about it. Yeah, because I think what Peter is talking about right here, he's saying he's saying um, having a good conscience so that so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior might be put to shame. He's saying he's saying in conflict sometimes, sometimes you might have conflict. I'm not talking about conflict between your bro- brother and a sister. I'm talking about conflict sometimes with enemies. It's like that enemy can use your behavior against you mm. when you don't come to them in loving ways. Mm. When you come to somebody in a loving way in conflict, it eliminates the, the the further slander they can have on you. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think I think loving people even in conflict, it just it just disarms people who, people who want to continue to slander your name mm-hmm. and make you look like a, a a a bad person. You know what I'm saying? So God was wise in in giving us that word. I think. So for people like you who have a personality type where conflict is their thing, <laughs> it's, it's just not uh, something they think about. Like, I guess what word of caution or advice uh, would you give to them? And just a small caveat, I think one of the encouraging things and you, what you just said or the example that you gave about Bold TV, I think shows you how God really does use our personalities for the benefit of his kingdom. Mm -hmm. Because though you grew up kind of being unnecessarily (laughs) confrontational (laughs) in a negative and sometimes violent um, and just ungodly way, now that you have the spirit, God uses that personality type, that confrontation to actually address people and their idols uh, when it comes to having evangelistic conversations. Uh, that's why people stand on the sidelines saying, how does he do that? It's like, because th- that's how God made you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're able to have conversations that most people don't want to have because of God's foresight in creating Preston to be the way that Preston is and allowing Preston to be raised in the way that he was raised. So I think that's good news to say yeah. that just because you might be a lot more assertive or aggressive uh, when it comes to certain things, it doesn't mean that God God can't use that too. Yeah. But I say all that to say, how would you encourage or caution people that are made like you? Um, yeah, I, w- I would say that um, I-, I think when it comes to to embracing conflict, when you're made like me, um, I, w- I would say to remember that 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 boldness is. Not it's not doing what men are afraid to do, but doing what God told you to do without fear. And I think it's a it's a complete difference because I think some people like me they can say, well, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna do what the person that's next to me afraid to do, and then you end up doing a lot more damage than you just being obedient. So I think that uh, like like balancing um, the way God has made you, but also don't allow the way God has made you to prevent you from allowing God to lead you. Cause it's mm-hmm. a complete difference. Mm-hmm. It's like, we still have to be led by a holy and a righteous God, even in our, um, not being afraid to be, 
to be confrontational. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that I think that we have to find that 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 balance because sometimes we can speak and because that's what that's Peter's problem. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't afraid of conflict. I mean, he no, cut off he cut our buddy in the Garden of he Gethsemane. He rebuked Jesus. He rebuked Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 God, you know, had to work a work in that man's heart. You know what I'm saying? Jesus had to work with him and say, you know what, Peter? Like, you don't always have to talk. You don't mm-hmm. always have to, you know, buck. And you know what I mean? You have to be led of of the spirit. So I think just finding that balance is key because I think that you could do a lot of damage to God's people. And um, yeah, gotta gotta get you, and especially think, if you belong to him. I think practically, I think people like you, and I've seen you learn this. Um, one, I think you have to become more mindful of people, meaning the way you confront one individual might be different than the way you confront another individual because mm-hmm. of how they're made. Uh, how they understand things. You know, you have friends that might be on the more sensitive side, and so you're more careful with your language. Yeah, that's or, good. Or you have friends that you already know that if you say X, Y, and Z, they heard five, six, and seven. And so you actually have to flesh out your argument or your perspective in a way that they'll get it without being defensive. Being aware of people. Yeah, so just being observant and serving the person that you're confronting, um, which I... <laughs> This obviously isn't the direct interpretation of that, but even after Jesus or while Jesus is restoring Peter, he tells him to feed his sheep, feed his lambs, take care of my people, mm. <laughs> like 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 serve my people. And you see that you see that Peter completely changes. He he doesn't become timid, nor does he become passive, but he becomes much more purposeful in how he walks out uh, his personality. Yeah, because I often say it. I often say it. I say. Um, you know, I think people will care how you spoke to them way before they care about what you said to mm-hmm. them, you know, and 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 um, and how you said it. So, like, um, nobody really cares about because uh, I, I think sometimes when we when we think about embracing conflict, it makes both parties feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I think that if we've considered the person that we're in front of, how they will, will, will respond to what I'm saying, um, you know, uh, yeah, and just consider everything. I think that it, yeah, it just makes it easier. Yeah, you know, uh, for you though, like for somebody who is like you, um, who is afraid of conflict and who strays away from it, um, as a Christian, how how should they embrace conflict and how should they go about embracing conflict in the future? Um, I think one fault of my own particular personality type is that I think I've been hurt so much in my life by people that I've developed this kind of sense of my not needing people. And so because of that, uh, it was so easy for me never to embrace conflict or never to restore a relationship because I never gave the relationship enough energy to care if it lasted or not. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think now I've learned to have the humility that says you do need people mm-hmm. and you do care about people and you do want people to love you back. And so be willing to go the extra mile to make sure that this relationship lasts and yeah. <laughs> be willing to have a conversation to restore unity. Um, you should not be okay 
with being solitary. You should not be okay with just never, ever handling a situation in a way that will honor God. And so I think that's one is recognizing that I need people. Therefore, to pursue a person uh, is a good thing. I think secondly, um, I've said this before, but having certain conversations that might be hard or difficult gives people the opportunity to grow. You know, and that that comes out of love because, again, I, I used to be of the type. You did something to me. It is what it is. We can we can be straight. We, we ain't got to talk. But now as a Christian, as a believer, I care about your soul. I care about your f- fruitfulness. And I want you to be made aware of the things that you do that might be a blind spot. Yeah. Because I have to give people the benefit of the doubt to say, they probably didn't know that they offended me. Yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. And so I'm not being fair to them to not give them the opportunity to have another perspective or vantage point on the things that they do that they don't know they're doing. And so some confrontation is really just an opportunity for me to show my brother or my sister another side of themselves that God wants to sanctify, yeah. which is love. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I think I think both it extremes are just people that need to grow in love and we and know that's, and that's and that's so good what you said because i just thought about it when you said that 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 is what helped me grow that is literally what helped me grow what um in my one of the things that i that i was corrected uh by a lot when i first became a christian is how i spoke to people yeah but it wasn't until the people who wasn't afraid of conflict mm-hmm. they came to me in loving ways and said, Preston, when you said this, yeah, you know, th- this came off that way. Yeah, you know, my friend Ezekiel did it a lot. When mm-hmm. you, when you, when you, I, you I, I know you're an honest person, but mm-hmm. when you said this, mm-hmm. this came off that way, and this person, you know, hurt you. You didn't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it made me grow, and it, it, they helped me to see myself, mm-hmm. and they helped me to understand that I have to observe people, mm-hmm. you know, so people like you mm-hmm. and Ezekiel and Itohan and all our friends, y'all, y'all helped me so much. But I also think that people should know to embrace conflict doesn't mean that you have to have a conversation every five seconds. Absolutely. Because I mean, going through life, people are gonna offend you. Yeah. <laughs> and so every everything doesn't oh, we need to sit down and talk. Yeah. Oh, we need to sit down and talk. Oh, we need to sit down and talk. It's like, okay, you're actually just taking everything personal and you don't know how to let some stuff slide. Right. <laughs> like I think you have to have the wisdom and the discernment. Uh, and uh, some sense of thick skin to know what stuff needs to be a conversation and what stuff just needs to be let go. Yeah. Because everything, everything don't have to be a confrontation. Absolutely. And everything <laughs> doesn't have to be a conversation, a uh, confrontation like right now. Yeah, that's Cause, true. Because sometimes you can, you can, you can speak too soon and damage some, somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think being t- discerning, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit like, man, maybe, you know, this person doesn't need this conflict right now. If somebody just lost their mother or right. lost their job, maybe you shouldn't talk about what they did to you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just not I, the right I time. Know, I know you grieving and all, but I was grieving last night because right. I texted you and told you sorry about your mama and you only just put a thumbs up. And I felt, yeah. I just didn't feel like my care was reciprocated. Yeah. That is arrogant. Yeah, and, and so, so Egotistical. Selfish. <laughs> yeah. But I'm embracing conflict, Preston. That's what you told me to do. Right. No, 
We did not tell you to be fully. I know you mourning, but I was grieved too. <laughs> I was just trying to be there for you. And so now I ain't never going to be there for you because you don't know how to be there for you, me when I'm there for you. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm sorry, though. I'll tell y'all about y'all, y'all crazy people. <laughs> I'm sorry, though. I, I, I really am sorry, but we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is there any book? I think one book uh, I would recommend. I think I've recommended this before. I'll put it in the podcast notes. But Relationships, A Mess Worth Making by Paul Tripp. Excellent, excellent book because I think he really gets into the heart of why we handle our relationships the way that we handle them and just how to allow the, the gospel to be applied um, yeah. to that. So I would recommend that. And the Bible. Yeah, the Bible's always good. Hey, babe, this is the first time I think we um, cracked like almost 40 minutes. No, but we took breaks that will be edited out. So it'll probably be 35. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs>